Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Jay Nolaism. I am here with a very, very special guest. She was someone I emailed that I was like, I'm just going to email her. She's not going to answer, but like, it's fine. I'm going to try. Um, and we are here with Carolyn J. Crawford. She, I call her the wedding guru because that's what she is to me. And if you have a TikTok, you know who she is. And if you don't have a TikTok, then I don't know what you're doing. Uh, welcome, Carolyn. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you. I found you, I think like right before my wedding and you were like in the process of your wedding and yours was about to start. How did you know, like when you started doing TikTok, like, okay, yeah, this is going to work. Like, I'm just going to blow up. No, I had no idea, <laughs> but it was, it was a divine timing situation because I'd, I'd already been applying for creative jobs in New York, but I was in investment banking in Charlotte. So I, I was ready for like a career switch. And I'd been building up to that all throughout COVID. I actually stopped applying when COVID hit, because I was like, you know what, just be grateful for the job you have. So I had resumed applying for jobs. And TikTok was a whole separate thing for me with my wedding, it didn't even occur to me that that would be like my way out of my job and this whole new path for me. I started recording my ideas for my bridesmaids because I was getting back into my creative groove again, but I couldn't tell them what I was doing because it was a surprise. So I was like, what, it, how can I, you know, like document my process now that I can't like text and call my friends, like, look at this idea I came up with. So I started to make videos off of it just for my own personal bank. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just proud of my ideas. I'm kind of more proud of the process than the outcome. And I'd love to like look back at them later yeah. as like an archive of just sort of like the planning process and what I was doing. So those started to blow up and I was shocked. I was not prepared at all. You were, it, it was so good. Cause I mean, you're so real. You're not like, it doesn't feel fake. Like, and I don't know if you're like redoing Thank your you. videos, but it feels like it's like a one take thing. And then it's mm -hmm. like, this, this is it. Like, this is my idea. Yeah. What I think and take it or leave it. And I love it. Right. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's really like, now I'll do takes with certain things, but more like when I'm, you know, like working with a brand and stuff, I mean, of course, I've yeah. learned, like I've learned obviously, you know, you make mistakes with what you put in the footage and then you have to go back and redo it or. Now, when you do like we work with brands and things might be more scripted, but especially in the beginning, there were no second takes, mm. but I, I kind of knew what I was doing when I was like setting stuff up to like be in the frame. I was trying to like curate certain little frames, but, um, I do look back at those old videos and I'm like, I really like that energy that was like, I was so excited talking about everything that I never really had to refilm it. That's good though. That's like, I think that's how you got to where you are today because people can feel that energy yeah. and when it's genuine too, when it's not someone that's like posting because they want to like blow up and it's just right. like, it's like, this is like something I'm good at and I'm just going to post it. You can follow along. And if you do great, if you don't, that's fine. I'm fine. Also, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll still be here. It, exactly. I'll still be here. Um, so how did you keep up with making TikToks while planning your wedding? Yeah, that was hard. One <laughs> time I had a friend say to me like, oh, I love, you know, that you're like, 
your creativity is in line with something you have to do anyways right now. Like you just have to make TikToks about something you're already doing. And I remember getting honestly so mad. I was like, how dare you? Because it's not like, yeah, I, that was the first time I realized that it seemed like it was easy Mm. to other people. Yeah. So there was this whole transition where like, I was documenting what I was doing so that I could go back and look at it or like show my kids one day or show Mm -hmm. my bridesmaids after it was all said and done. And it was taking a lot of time, but I wasn't doing it for anybody else besides myself. Then when it started to blow up and I was like, I got a little scared. I was like, what do, what do you do now? Like, you know, like people are watching you and I started to put more time into it. And I realized that this was going to be some great creative outlet for me. Mm-hmm. And I had to like separate this additional time to film what I was doing instead of just doing it. And you've planned a wedding. So, you know, like each checklist item has thousand sub checklist items. Mm-hmm. So like, it could be your full-time job and you still would feel like there's not enough time in the day to do it. Yeah. So I started to get super overwhelmed filming while I was planning, especially because the, the form of TikTok and I still go through this is like, people want to see finished product. Like Mm -hmm. at the same time you introduce an idea or a concept or like some journey you're doing, it doesn't work like that. I I'm grateful that I was in wedding TikTok when this started because I had to say like, I get that that's what you want to see when you get on the app, but that's just not how planning a wedding works. Mm-hmm. And if I, I had that pressure on myself for a brief amount of time where I was like, I'm going to have to make different parts of a TikTok throughout this like month long process mm-hmm. in order to show somebody like, Oh, I want to do my save the dates this way. And here's how they turned out. There's like a really long time between the initial idea of how you want to do something. And, and then- when you get it. And coming to fruition. Yeah. So the way that I dealt with that was like, I started to speak about my idea of something and mm-hmm. that was its own video. And then each, I decided not to break up or compile my content. Each step of the way became a video and that became a little bit easier for me to talk about something as it was happening instead of like orchestrate this entire vlog type of format that's being filmed over the process of months in order to show you the beginning of an idea and the finished product of the idea in one post and one video, you know, but it was a lot. John stepped in and he started like helping me with a lot of the logistical stuff because having to take time away to film while being in that, I mean, and people that have planned a wedding, they know like, you get very drained and then you go like a few weeks and you don't do anything. Yeah. And then it hits you again. Like the energy hits you again and you're like full force and you Mm -hmm. have all of these things you have to get off your list. So making content while doing that is it's a challenge of being scatterbrained and also needing to be focused and having a full-time job. So John started to help a lot with the logistics, which gave a lot of room. Love a supportive. So supportive. It gave me a lot of room to have and then film creative ideas. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that he helped you with that. I know that was, that was huge. Yeah. Especially with wedding. Cause I feel like guys could either take it or leave it. Like you either have someone yeah. who cares or someone who's like, I don't really know. Right. No, right. whatever you want to do. And like, I'm not helping you film this. This is stupid. Like it just like, right. Let it go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like there with your camera, like trying to do the best. You can do. Like the whole nine yards. And they're just like staring at you. And you're like, 
it would be nice if you help me just a little bit um what do you think it was that like attracted people to your videos like for me I know what it was like it just like felt real but what do you think it is I that is such a good question I kind of don't know and I love that I don't know because I think if I knew I would be too hooked on Mm. what that was like I, I I know a lot of people put a lot of energy into looking at their stats and stuff like that and while I have learned that that is important when it comes to like the monetization side of things like it is your career like if it becomes your career you do have to know those numbers and like put energy into understanding like where you're at and how you're performing Mm -hmm. but for me like leaning into that and leaning too much into why you know like someone is following along with you is just toxic because it distracts me from being just like more genuine and just putting myself out there as it is. Yeah. And then I start to like filter through what I'm saying to be like, would somebody like this Would somebody like that? Like, is somebody going to follow me off of this? Or are they going to not follow me, you know, off of this type of energy, but based on like the beginning part of TikTok, I would say a lot of it is just the way I think like for me. And I guess in my head, I think people, relate to the way I think like Mm -hmm. about life and about ideas and um, how I process decisions and you know my desire to like fight this you know like be this cool chill girl narrative yeah um I just don't care like I would rather find a group of people that think and operate like me and are proud of it yeah and I would rather lean into that community so I guess if I had to answer, that's what I would say, because that's the, that's the largest amount of support that I get from girls like on TikTok and yeah. Instagram. I feel like I have a type of friend I've never had before where like we all go about life in this extra overly processed, overly planned, like you don't care what people think about you. You're excited and like, you're not going to be judged for it type of way. So I like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's it. I think like, just keep doing what you're doing. That's it. Cause thank you. It's working. So nothing thank to fix. Don't fix it. If it's not broke, just like keep. Yeah. <laughs> just keep waiting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get into your wedding. It okay. was gorgeous. Thank you. Like I was, sh- I, I would be with my mom, like wedding planning and be like, but wait, look at, look at this girls. And I'd be like, look, look at this. We have to figure out how to do this. And also, before we get into it, I would just like to say there was one thing I stole from you. And I'm well, mad. I wanted to steal more things, but I just didn't have enough time to get it together. Yeah, time is Ugh, time is you like... You can't make it happen. It wasn't even for me. It was for my husband. Um, you, I don't remember if it was a TikTok or if it was like you on Instagram, but you had said how John had got cigars for all the guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like I texted Robbie as soon I was like, I think this could be a really good idea because we did like a weekend wedding. So yes. like, our families, very similar to you, like our families and our bridal party was all together. So I was all like, I think it's yeah. really cute. And he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, if you could just do that one thing, I was like, that's <laughs> all you have to do. And then I remember it was literally like two days before. And I was like, don't forget, did you do that? Scars. Don't, but till this day, he even said it just like last week. He was like, I, I gotta find the photo of like me and my dad at the fire pit, like smoking cigars. The cigars. Like, someone took that photo. He was like, and I need to find it. 
the photo okay and I I never even like talked about this but like this is something I talk about my family all the time the photos with cigars are the the coolest photos yeah like we have John doesn't even like when I share the photos of him like with the cigars at the reception but like they're the hottest photos of him yeah it's just like, they are, it's, it's so handsome yeah it's really it's handsome. so handsome and we had he got like boxes and boxes of cigars I mean they all had to be coughing for like weeks but I remember like every time I turned around Thursday Friday and Saturday like like everybody had a cigar yep. and it just like it was so chill like and being by the beach with like the warm weather it just it just made this whole vibe for the guys. It really did. It gave them something. It really, like, they felt like they were being pampered. Yeah. That's at what, every that's exactly what event. I, and it's so simple. It was so simple. And they just so felt simple. like they were being pampered the whole time. Yeah. So that is what I, I mean, there were other things on my list. I just, it, I couldn't make it happen quick enough, but that was the one thing. And yeah. like, he loved it. Loved it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, but less about the men back to you. So <laughs> how let's, I want to start with the day, the PJs, mm-hmm. the green PJs. Yeah. How did you know you were like, I'm doing color. I'm not doing white. I, this is how, this is basically how everything came to my mind. I, I would go into something with that, like, okay, so I need to find white pajamas. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I kept narrowing down and I'm like, no, 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 absolutely not. And where I found stuff I liked, I was like, those are really expensive. But at the same time, I want to buy something that I want to wear again. And when I got to that point where I was like, everything I'm finding is expensive. I was like, well, hold on. If I'm going to spend this money on pajamas, like why would I not just expand my search to like the pajamas I've been looking at for the past two years that I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, if only I were the type of person to spend this much money on pajamas, like I would love those. I was like, here I am about to spend that much money on pajamas for someone, for some pajamas that I've been like, like I haven't even been like dreaming of these. Yeah. I've just like, I'm like scouring white pajamas. Like what? Like I already know my dream pajamas like that. That's it. Like that's it. Like if I'm going to spend that much money, it's going to be on the pajamas that I've wanted for years. And then I realized like, oh, it would be, it would be really cute and light and aesthetic if all of my girls were in white pajamas, especially because their dresses were white. I also think choosing color pajamas for your bridesmaids is really difficult. Like everybody likes different colors. Everybody has different skin tones. So maybe like you pick a color that looks good on you and you love those pajamas and then you do something neutral for everybody else. So smart. I, your brain. It's like, so it's like, it, Thank that's you. so smart. Like that's so easy, but that's also like so easy, it's but it's just easy. Yeah. Something you wouldn't even think about. I think the way that my brain worked for like the wedding process. And even now is like, I overanalyze everything. And then I get to a point where I'm like, I'm making it harder than it has to be. Yeah. Like I know that there's a natural instinctive solution to this problem, but I'm being closed off of these other parameters where I'm not like seeing what that solution is. Yeah. So I'll like take a step back and I'll be like, I know there's an easy solution, 
what is it? And usually the reason I didn't think of it before was because like there are all these unspoken or spoken rules Mm -hmm. that kind of like deter you from that. Like what you want to do, you usually already know what you want to do. You just don't feel like you can do it. Yeah. Cause you feel like you're going against like the traditional. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me and my mom had it out about what was it? Cutting the cake in front of people. (laughs) I was like basically in tears and my wedding planner was like, it's, I was like, I'm, I'm not giving that up. I was like, I think that's silly. I'm not rolling out the cake. My mom was like, you're rolling out. We were like going, that that was like the one thing. And I was like, I am not, I was like, we're cutting the cake on the side. And literally like my eyes, it was like the dumbest thing to like get upset about. But like, I was like, I'm no, not giving in on not anything done. else traditional. Like I'm done. Yeah, exactly. It's Do you like, know what's so not dumb about it though? Is there so many freaking traditions yeah. that like, when you go through that list and you decide like what you want to cut out, like if you're that type of bride where you're like, and that's how, that's how I was. When you decide what you want to cut out, like you will die on that sword. Yeah. Because there are still, you could cut out 90% of the traditions and that's 10% t- still takes up like a bulk of time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, if you're type A, there is just this one perfect way that those traditions, like timeline wise, that you execute them, that takes up the smallest amount of timeline possible, but it still f- like flows. Yeah. So when your mom is like, but I think you should do this. It low key screws up the whole thing. Everything you have in, in mind. It seems so small, but it is just simply not small. It's not. It's like, no, it's my way. And that was my whole thing. I was like, you've been married. You've got married. Yeah. Let That's, me have. You got to do it. I always say, I say, if you literally, this is how opinions form. Either you didn't do it the way that you wanted to do it mm-hmm. when you got married because you let somebody do what you're trying to do to me right now. Yes. Or you like haven't had your time or your opportunity yet. Either way, you've either had your time or you will have your time. So maybe like save those things. And if you didn't do what you wanted to do, that's on you. (laughs) Exactly. Like, why are you trying to make me like do the same thing? I just want to be me. I just want to be. I I had that same thing with certain people in my family. I was like, you're projecting what you wish your wedding was like. And that is just not on me. That is, that is so true. And you have to, you could, I mean, there are some things like, like if it's not worth the fight, if it's something small. Like oh yeah. Worth, for you do have to know those but things. There, it's like, there are some things where like, you just got to be like, okay. And then there are other things where you're like, if you give that up, then like, you're just going to have a miserable day. Yeah. It, you have to know what that is for you. Yeah. Like if it's really not that important don't have the fight because that's going to be what ruins it. Like it's going to set this negative tone and it wasn't going to have been worth it. Mm -hmm. But if it's going to affect the way that you move throughout your own wedding day, then figure out how to protect your peace without being a jerk about it. But like, you've got to stand your ground. Stand it. Um, I have to talk about it. The ponytail at the rehearsal dinner. Oh, I have dreams about it. Thank you. That was such a, I was, I was proud of that. And my bottom like <laughs> pearl thing slipped out like halfway through and I should have known, but I did it myself and I did it in like, you did 20 minutes. yourself. Yeah, I did it myself. And that was one some of my sisters, stuff. like what? That was good. Yeah. No. Yeah. And one of my sisters helped me like pin the like pearl. I, it was such a cheap DIY. The pearl strands 
or the pearl, um, what are they? They're like wraps from Untamed Petals. So it was like $150 per wrap. And I was like, are you kidding? So I literally just ordered freshwater pearl bead strands off of Amazon, three packs of them for like $8 each. (laughs) And I like pinned them in my hair. Oh, it was so good. It it just like gave a little something and you weren't paying. Yes. Yeah. It did give a little something. It made it like, it made it a little bridal, but it also made it like a little bit more couture. And it wasn't just like, I loved it too. Yeah. I I would say after seeing yours and then what I did also for me and all my girls were black. I just thought it'd be funny. I was like, let's more. I I also like him as a person that never wanted to get married. So I was like, it's a funeral. Let's all black. You have to yeah. mourn. We're mourning my I, last night. Like that's, that's so funny because when I decided to, my girls were going to wear white. I told John, I was like, if I'm getting married, we're all getting married. Yes. So it's like, you're marrying all of us. It's like, not just that was like school. the joke the whole time. But I like, think people should do, do it. Whatever we do, we do together. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think people should do that more. Like make the, I feel like and the wedding, you can make the wedding fun, but it sometimes it is a little bit more structured. But I think if yeah. like you're having a rehearsal dinner and you can make it fun or like a theme of some kind, especially even if, it, even if it's just with your girls, like it doesn't like it ended up that like my my mom just my mom can't help herself. So like my mom was like, oh, Jasmine's having everyone wear black. I was like, that's literally not what I said, but it's <laughs> <laughs> so like everyone was basically in black for the most part. I love that. My mom was like, Jasmine said everyone wear black. I was like, I literally didn't say that. Just said me and my girlfriend. Like there might be some selective hearing in there, but I do appreciate that you got the message. <laughs> like the picture, it made the pictures really great. Yeah, I bet but it did. I was like, mm, okay, no problem. But it was just something fun. And like, we were laughing about it. And then when people obviously like older, like aunts or uncles was like, why are you going black? It was kind of fun to be like, it's funny. I'm mourning. <laughs> yeah. I love messing with people like honestly sometimes with like older aunts and uncles and like family members mm-hmm. like you can't even engage in the level of like intellectual conversation about why you made a decision like no. they're simply not gonna get it I find the best way to like have it not be any type of conflict is humor yeah like everybody gets humor like honest to god if they're gonna look at their niece who's you know, like in their twenties and they're taking something like not seriously, but they're not being disrespectful about it. They're just being lighthearted and they're making a joke. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to be mad at her. No, no. You just got it. Like you have to turn it into humor, like laugh it off. Mm -hmm. Okay. My third favorite thing. Yes. The umbrellas. Oh yeah. That that was the thing I couldn't, I couldn't get on time. That was what I couldn't get. Yeah. That was I, I had planned that one for a while. I actually, so when good. I started doing TikToks, I had so many plans. Already. I forgot to make videos about so much. I had almost forgotten to make a video about the umbrellas. And I'm glad I, I didn't forget. But I was looking, Pinterest is a place where you just like go to die with people's mm-hmm. wedding. Like, I don't know what's wrong with the Pinterest algorithm that when you Google or when you type in like, inspiration for like bridal party photos you just get like the worst possible things ever 
like I had better luck on Google Images. I was gonna say I've just I was googling because I was like Pinterest is like not helping me. You don't know my vibe. I was like, this is actually so shocking because I always thought that when I got married, like I just thought the person that built Pinterest built it with weddings in mind. Like I don't know what. Like I was like, it, it should. It seems like it should work that way. And then it was like, how is wedding the literal worst content on Pinterest? Yeah. It was so bad. Like I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you're trying to Pinterest, get Pinterest inspiration for your wedding, never use wedding related keywords in your search. Yeah. That's the key. Cause it will throw you off immediately. But I was looking at bridal party photos and I was like, these are so stiff. Like these just look so bad. So and bad. I was like, it's technically like, if you want it to be an editorial shoot like if you want photos that you're proud of that you want to frame like what do you do and I was like you have props like every editorial shoot you've ever seen like it's not a bunch of people smiling like there are props like it's a whole you set the stage and that's when I was like oh we should do umbrellas they were so when as soon as I saw the photo I my mouth dropped I was like that. Thank you. Genius. Thank Genius. you. Um, yeah, also, I love that. Yes. Because of the umbrellas, I remember you also had to make a TikTok and explain to people that you are not Blake Lively and you did not get married on a Get married. At- yes. <laughs> that was so, that was like the worst because I, I killed that immediately. And then someone came back and was like, I'm going to like use this opportunity mm-hmm. to like restart the conversation. And, you know, I, anyways, that took a whole life of its own. But there was, I don't know who this person, they, if not, it definitely was like a user 5203, like something like that. <laughs> and they wanted, like, they went to bat over the mm-hmm. fact that you got that, like, I was getting married at Boone Hall Plantation. I was like, oh my God. Like, and then other people were like, how many, like, it's literally not even in the same part of town. And they were like, yes, it is. I was like, this is like, you're not even the people in here telling me that I'm getting married on a plantation. Like you're specifically telling me it's a completely different address, a completely different part Mm -hmm. of town, like something totally different. Like you're just telling me my venue is something that's not my venue. And it got to me though, because I, um, Boone Hall specifically, like they have Easter services there mm. every year. And there has been like, I remember one year my church growing up did an Easter service there. And I definitely like, um, I think I was probably like 13. I don't know. Like I was very ignorant to like mm-hmm. everything that the, I, we had taken field trips there. So like, I understood the, the educational part yeah. of what they were using it for, but it was very filtered for me. Um, like what I understood was what I was being told either like by a textbook where everything is, I mean, I'm in South Carolina, right? So it's like a very structured, mm-hmm. filtered, censored type of, they're controlling the narrative. So it's yeah, like a very exactly. high degree, mm-hmm. like as they are when you're visiting. So I remember going to an Easter service there and 
I remember it being pretty, but I remember driving. I mean, I didn't think anything of it because I'm like this white 13 year old girl in a very privileged society and a very like censored way of it being informed. And we're driving to the service. I'm like, some, this is so weird. Like yeah. I just had faith that my church was like, it was Doing church. Right thing. Yeah. It's, it's just, it is what it is. So I remember years later, like learning more and being like, that was really weird. Like that they did that. And yeah. so my family stopped doing like Easter services there. And I, it's our, like this whole thing with Boone Hall, like already I'm like, so it was a trigger, was a trigger. subject for me. Yeah. It wasn't just yeah, it was a, like user five, two, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, yeah. Was, that was, it was totally a trigger. And then the whole thing that spawned off of it was a trigger because John and I booked our venue six months before we even got engaged because we started looking or we started looking six months before we got engaged so that we could find somewhere to get married. That wasn't a, wasn't plantation. a plantation. I will say I talked about it so much when I was wedding planning, Robbie yeah. family is from South Carolina. Okay. Um, so we go down there all the time, all the time. Lo- we love South like vacation homes. We want one in like right. or Palmetto bluff one day. Uh, like, yes. We love South Palmetto Carolina. Bluff is so gorgeous. Yeah. So that's where I wanted to get married. Who's wedding. I saw a wedding at Montage Palmetto bluff. Yes. I was like, I'm getting married here. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And then I like emailed but, and they sent me everything, and I was like, mm-hmm, not in the budget. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. And then no, it's. So, I wanted to, to get find out too, Justin, for what it's worth. Justin yeah. Bieber, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, at least I know I have taste. Like, yeah. That's where I wanted to get married too. But it, it used to be a plantation, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. It. It did, and we all like. I've been there twice, and John's been once, and he was like, this is, this is like an interesting, like vibe. Yeah. Like it's gorgeous, which is, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. And I say that as like, I'm sinking into my chair, but it is a gorgeous property. And then after I saw that place, I kind of got like sold. I'm like, okay, we're going to get married in South Carolina. Right. And then I, and his family's from there. So I was like, okay, like, and his grandmother lives down there. And I was like, you know what? She shouldn't have to travel to Jersey. Like, my family's yeah, a little cuter. Like right. we can all go down there. Like it'll be so good. Like we'll do a weekend. And I literally couldn't find anything that wasn't a place. So I knew that was going to be a problem. I was just like, just like you, I can't do, I can't like send out invites to black people and like, come, come join us. And it was, it is on so many levels. Like, even if I remember, I remember in the comments, people would were like, Honestly, like you think that like the two of them are going to get married and he's going to say like, yes, to this venue and feel comfortable, you know, doing that. Like, that's what you think. Like, like you think about him, you think about his family, you think about the whole nine yards. And we had all of those conversations and I, I was so offended because I, this is ironic that you also looked at, at montage. But when I found this venue, I said, this is a piece of montage in Charleston, like I was, the chapel looks exactly like the one in my Like everything was so gorgeous. And I felt like the moss on the trees, mm-hmm. but it hadn't been a plantation. And it was like, I was so emotional about having been able to find something. It was like to get the look without the history. To ha- right. That hadn't been a plantation. And like, there was so much more that went into it. Like we got to choose who married us, mm-hmm. um, like by having a chapel we still had to, we got to have like a religious ceremony in a chapel without, you know, 
there was so much that went into it. I was so upset at that, that I was trying to like, but I also didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't want to feed into the narrative too exactly. much. Yeah. It's more yeah. like, I'm not going to shy. Well. Thank you. I was like, I really don't want to shy away from letting people know where I stand and like what the truth is and the amount of effort that went into this. Mm-hmm. But most venues in Charleston that haven't, that their grounds have not previously been a plantation are for like under 80 people. Mm. So it was either, I mean, that's why we started looking so early because we didn't want to have to sacrifice who we invited just to have a wedding somewhere that hadn't been a plantation. So, so much work went into that. And I was, that was a hard one. Yeah, no, I remember when I saw it, I was like, oh my I didn't think that just because again, like I looked at you, I yeah. looked at your husband. I can't imagine <laughs> that I didn't even need to do the research to be like, is that a plantation? Right. But I then mean, again, like, you've spent time in South Carolina. So you that, Yeah. So it was obvious that like that wasn't that. But right. I just love the way that you handled it and like how you said, like you didn't have to acknowledge it. You could have just let it sweep under the rug, but that right. would also be a problem. So it was good for you to say like, listen, like I'm not going to give this much light, but that's a hard pass. We didn't do that. Right. User five, seven, eight, nine, ten is lying. Yeah, whatever. And then, then also with that, so that was a huge lesson for me. Like, and also a thing for John and I learning like where you, for me personally, like where I speak up as an advocate, where I make sure that like nobody is confusing my intentions because I, I learned very quickly. It can go wrong both ways because I had a lot of white girlies in my comments, like that were like, so what if they got married on a plantation? Like, you know what I mean? Like plantations aren't used for that anymore. Like they're, you know, like in an interracial relationship, like let them make decisions for themselves. Like you guys are being too sensitive. That that's really what set me off to like make a response Yeah, because I realized that me being quiet, like it could do harm in both directions. It can. Yeah. Like it could, it could give people a reason or a confirmation that there would be nothing wrong with getting on a plantation if I did, or it could give people the idea that I'm the type of person that would ask my husband who is black to get, to get literally start a life with mm-hmm. somebody on, you know, and I was like, I really don't feel comfortable with either of those narratives. I think it's yeah. important that people know where I stand. But after that, I had to disengage from like the whole spinoff of like people were, then it became emotional on that side where people are like, she gives me like get out vibes and stuff like that. And it was like, that is where I had to learn to say, like, I've, there are always you know, people on both sides also. So there's, that. yeah, that's where I had to learn to say, well, this is what always be an advocate, never shy away from being an advocate, but don't feel like, you know, like you have to lean so hard into trolls, just yeah. be clear with where you stand. And, and that's it. Don't, yeah. Don't let them get to you, which is hard to do. It's easy to say hard to do. Mm-hmm. but that's kind of where you have to like post your thing and shut it down and be like, I'm right. aging. That's all I'm giving you. You get nothing else. Exactly. Uh, okay. Did we just get deep? <laughs> I think we just got deep. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll lighten it up. I'll lighten up, but thank you for being honest and open about that. You yeah. just been like, yeah, that sucked. And we yeah. moved on. so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, JLo follows you. Does she? I think she does. <gasps> Oh my God. 
I know. I, I might be, I'm hoping it just gave me a heart attack and now I feel stupid. I swear I looked at your followers and it said JLo. Am I making this up? I don't know. I know. Oh, maybe not. I don't know if she follows me, but I follow her. But I know Paris Hilton follows me. Okay, that's that would be crazy. Oh my gosh, it would it that would have given me the biggest heart attack wait, okay, ever. Okay, so wait, I'm also stupid. Even though I'm young, I'm dumb. So what? <gasps> oh my mu- god, she does follow me. I knew it. Okay, I'm gonna say under mutual, it says J Lo. <gasps> Did I just break something? Let's have a moment. We're having a moment. Oh my god, J Lo follows you on Instagram. How did you? <laughs> I told you I don't check my I don't check my shit because it gives me anxiety. <laughs> oh, breaking news, people! <laughs> I just found out JLo follows her. Yeah, that was like the first thing I saw. Oh, yes, girl, you've made it. You're done. Don't make another TikTok video. You're good. You're good. JLo follows you. The queen of relationships. <laughs> what that is mind-blowing oh my god Paris and JLo those are good those are good those are good whoa okay so now I'm getting your real raw reaction how does that make (laughs) that's Uh, what I was gonna ask you but I thought you okay I'm currently thinking about everything I posted in the past like I'm like what what have I posted like step up your game like <laughs> oh my god like you need to reevaluate some we just talked about how she's gonna like stay real keep herself now Caroline is changing the whole vibe I'm like what are you putting out there because whatever you're putting out there she's reading it she loves it obviously oh that's oh, we're I'm shook like I'm shook a... I'm shook that you yeah. didn't know like I didn't that... know I can't believe that <laughs> Okay. Also, did you watch Marry Me? Yes. I, so I did a little ad for Marry Me and um, I guess I did it twice, actually. Oh, I think there was some confusion in it. Like, I don't think they remembered that they'd already paid me to do an ad for TikTok. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> but I was like, whatever. So I watched it and I really liked it, but it I saw some people, yeah, I saw people didn't like it, but I thought it's a it rom-com like, it's not gonna be like oscar it's not an oscar nomination it's not supposed to be like a serious drama but i don't know about anybody else but when i sit on the couch on a friday or whatever sorry that made me sound so lame but like if i want to like watch a movie like and i want to do something lighthearted, i don't go to rom-coms that have come out in the past two years i go to like that 2013 era yeah those were good old school like Reese Witherspoon Kate Hudson Jennifer Lopez like those were the good days exactly and J-Lo and Owen Wilson are both people that are like in rom-coms I like so Mm -hmm. I like their acting and I like their humor and I felt like the production was good of this movie like yeah it was really good also okay did you I'm also weird if I'm getting too crazy with you just be like Jasmine shut the hell up did you see Hustlers no, I haven't seen Hustlers. Okay. So I'll just keep with the story because now I sound stupid. But no. um, I saw Hustlers and okay. J-Lo's character is in this apartment with this white couch. It's the exact same apartment it's in Mary Me. It's her apartment, right? That's her no, New York. No, it's her apartment. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Like, I, I don't I know. I feel like that has to be J-Lo's apartment. I just know she owns an apartment in that um whatever like 55 central park tower or whatever yes that weirdly has had like explosions in it and stuff i don't know if she's 
Um, but I was but like, wait, this I is her apartment. The columns. Yeah, it's her apartment because I could tell they also used one of those apartments for the new Gossip Girl reboot. Like yes. one of the characters um, they shoot in that building. But it's the windows and the view. And then you can the tell by like, the big because it's all um, held up by this like one huge central column. And you can see that column in the... So I'm like, it's her apartment because it's her apartment. Once I saw it was used twice, I was like, oh, she's like, we're not renting anything out. We're going to. That's what I thought, too. I was brilliant because then like location budget is a huge part and of like a film. So they you can reallocate that budget and then have, you know, better wardrobe, better like also because you're creative. And we're already talking about it. Let's just get into it because I've had no one else to talk about it with because none of my friends okay, have let me, watched let it. Me hear it. Yeah. Um, the coach product placement. Yes, brilliant. Did J- she also made an album? Like, did J Lo spend any money to make this film, or did she only get money? Like, I was like, sweetie, right? Wait, this is the smartest marketing. It was so smart, movie. and it was so, it was so subtle. The guests, the guest ads everywhere. Yes, like it fit into the narrative. Mm-hmm. to such a degree and like it just I have heard though that she is the reason that she's so successful and I was just talking about this the other day oh I was really talking about it with John I was like but having a trifecta of talents and mm-hmm. historically people say oh you need to be able to sing dance and act which like she can do like to a certain degree in each level exactly. but there are other trifectas like she has a business mind a creative mm-hmm. mind and a performance mind yeah and when you have those three things you can't. like it's crazy what you can do she's so smart like her and Betty Medina they're a power duo that like I don't know if they'll ever stop it's just I was watching I this movie so. and I was like you literally probably put no money into this movie you're shooting in your apartment you're using all like your brand deals that you already have already have and then like in that moment I was like uh does she have a brand deal with Vitamix that I don't know about I was thinking that too I was thinking that too because it was just it was so smart and I thought it was so interesting that I thought the script was actually very genuine and the reason I thought that is because I was like there are some parallels with her to, with the public the public thinks mm-hmm. about her personal life mm-hmm. that are being played out in this movie in the same way. Like yeah. what the public thinks about your personal life. And then maybe like what it really is exactly on the inside. But I she, loved it. she used that narrative. Yeah. No, I really liked it. It was easy to watch. The songs were catchy. I've been listening to the, to the album. I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say because I'm a J-Lo fan. Like I love No, her. I'm a J-Lo fan. It's just like you better be a J-Lo fan. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have a choice. <laughs> you're a JLo oh fan. God. If they ask you Team Mariah or Team JLo, you're Team JLo. Always, literally always. Sorry, always. Um, okay. You started on your page and I love it. What's up lovers where you ask your oh, followers yeah. questions, mm-hmm. but you don't just talk about wedding stuff. So how did this like start? So this actually goes back uh, for the Ray. Like, I'm just going to try to like recap it. I remember about, what is it? It's February. Okay. So like a year ago, exactly. I had this management team reach out to me and 
she like wanted to interview me and sign me or whatever. And then she ended up passing on me. And I was like, that's so weird because I didn't even want a manager. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you need to grow your Instagram. Like your Instagram needs to grow. Like you need to be putting all of your content from TikTok on your Instagram. And I was like, I don't want to, yeah. like, I don't want to, like my Instagram is a different place than my TikTok. Yeah. And then like, I think just out of karma, like three weeks later, my Instagram started to grow like insanely, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't do a single thing different. Like it just, everybody started coming over from TikTok and I was like, Oh my God, like what is happening? But I was like, well, I already made this promise with myself that like, I'm going to be who I am on Instagram. Like I TikTok is different. Like I like being able to showcase my ideas in this like raw and filtered way on TikTok, mm-hmm. but in my private life, like I'm not, or, and I hadn't been, I mean, obviously I was just engaged at that time. Like, I'm not like this girl that's always been about weddings and this and that. Like I'd always told John, like the thing that I want to do in life is like make other girls feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I, when I felt successful in a TikTok video, it was always because the comments were of like girls saying they felt comfortable in decisions that they hadn't previously felt comfortable in or Mm -hmm. whatever that was like, that made me feel better than somebody buying something that I posted about. So I was like, I need that. If I'm not going to be drained by social media, I need to still, I need to have a place where like my presence is more about mental health Mm -hmm. and like having candid conversations with girls and everybody feeling safe and not, it can't all just be this, like, look at this wedding dress type of vibe. So when I started to have people go from TikTok to Instagram, I told myself, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if people are coming because they want more wedding content on here, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. So we'll see, like, we'll just see like if what I'm, what I'm doing is if the persona that I am on Instagram, if that's enough for people, you know, it is. And if it isn't, it isn't. Yeah. And I, I guess like, I guess it was. No, it is. So like they might have come for wedding, but they stayed because right. of that. Because of that. So I, when I started doing like how people do AMAs and I was like, you know, like what's up lovers. It was so that I could have genuine conversation, like with people with like what was going on. I started getting like a lot of DMS that were like, because I'd noticed that a lot of the questions from the girls that had come from TikTok were not about wedding things. They were about if I had opened up about premarital counseling or this or how I decided to walk myself down the aisle so I guess that's kind of wedding related but they were but a little deeper different. like a little deeper right? yeah. they wanted advice on that and that's when I started doing what's up lovers I was like I want to open the door for conversation on things that people aren't talking about but I yeah. I did say to myself like I'm not going to pretend that I know how to deal with situations that I haven't been in exactly Cause I think that that's, I was like, if I choose to answer scenarios or situations about things I haven't been in, my approach needs to be the fact that everybody has different circumstances. Everybody has a different life. It's about finding support. It's mm-hmm. about feeling accepted and less about me just telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's given me a good. I don't know. I mean, I've made good relationships with people on there through that. And it makes me feel really good. And it should. And I also think that's learning what the platform is for also. It's for fun. Right. 
it's to learn, it's to grow. I had the same recollection in 2020. We were stuck Mm -hmm. in the house and like this podcast was straight, like invite my friends over, we drink some wine and then we recap either like top headlines and pop culture or just reality TV. And then it was the week of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery. Like it was just like back that week and everything was just back to back. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was like, I can't do like an episode on housewives this week. Like, yeah, I can't do that. So I just wasn't going to do anything. And then I was like, no, I'm, go- I'm going to do an episode. And since then I've started taking a more adding, not even taking more, just adding more serious topics and doing random episodes where I thought I was only in a box, you know, where you think right. like, Oh, I can only do wedding or because people I- are only looking at this for real housewives recap. Right. But that's but how not. people have like historically succeeded and mm-hmm. honestly it's not everybody like not everybody has succeeded by staying in a box but we're trained to think that we're never the exception we're always the rule exactly so whatever this strategy is that has put it, been put out like I've struggled this with my entire life like you need to make a choice like mm-hmm. you need to find a niche like people say that in content but that's a life thing like figure out what you're going to major in figure out what you're going to do like and it's this process and it's made to make you feel like you can only find success by doing one thing and doing it a certain way and by picking a box and staying in a box. And at some point during COVID, I realized like I, nothing that had has happened for me in life so far that I'm proud of has been because I followed the path that was supposed to take me there. Mm -hmm. Like it's always been like, I do something that hasn't been done that way before. And then that's what takes me the furthest. So like for like, for you, we were like, I don't, okay, fine. People do reality TV recaps on their podcast and that's what their podcast is. And like, some of them are very successful, but like, just because somebody doesn't have this like successful podcast, it's like, you know, just about things that are happening in life, like whatever's moving you that week. Yeah. doesn't mean that you're not going to be the exception to that. Exactly. And I think that was also like, I was like, Ooh, I don't know. Like we did a whole, I did a whole, we, I always talk it like, as a, I'm a one woman show. I don't know why I say we, but I did a whole episode. <laughs> well, you do like six jobs. So you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a whole episode and I had, I think I had like eight or 10 people on. And I didn't think I just put out a call. I'm like, who wants to come on and have like a raw, like conversation about conversation. race and had eight to 10 people come on. And it was like a two hour episode and it was my best episode. Like I had the most downloads and listens for that episode. I was shocked. I was crying all day. Such a brilliant. My mom was like, such a brilliant. You should be happy. Why are you still crying? I was like, cause I can't, I just like, I was like, this is something totally out of the norm. And I just was like, okay, no one's going to listen to this, but like, I feel like I need to do it. I was like, so to have like that outpour of listeners. And then also people be like, I had so many like people I haven't even heard from from high school was like, thank you for doing this. I never saw things that way because I grew up in like a very like small town in Jersey, but very, very like whitewashed. I was like one uh-huh. of like maybe 20 black kids in a high school of like a thousand, you know, yeah. so like had, yeah. that was also a big thing to see like a lot of kids from high school that like the older you get, you're like, mm, your mindset's a little. Right. Motivated. Yeah. So You've realized like, more. Yeah. That re- come out and be like, oh my God, I listened to your podcast. I never saw things that way. Thank you so much. 
And I was just like, I wow. only ever you talk about like Lisa Renna. What is happening? Yeah. But you did that. Yeah. With, no, it and without, felt great. And without this like burden of feeling like you were the person that had to educate all of these people mm-hmm. in this world where you grew up and like, it was your job to, to have to educate people and to do this. Like you did something for you. Yeah. And then in turn, like you made this huge impact. Yeah, no. So I totally get where you're coming from. And then that's when I started like reaching out to people. And I was like, you know, I don't just have to invite my friends on or just like people that I know, like people that I like and people that I know that like my followers will want to listen to and hear their stories. That's so cool. But it's it's but I get the feeling of like how you were like, oh, I only do wedding like they're only coming here for wedding wedding. Yeah, it was good when you know that like, okay, I'm not just posting this and you're staying right. You know, like you like this, you're here with me, you're in this, you're here. And I was prepared. It wasn't a strategy, but I was prepared for it to not work out Of course, in the sense of like, I don't know if I necessarily thought, oh, I'll fail if this doesn't work out. But I had already had this conversation where it was Mm -hmm. like, I'd realized that if I wanted to make this full time, and this is before I'd quit my job, that I was going to have to be in a position where like management would want to work with me. And this is what they needed to want to work with me, but I wasn't willing to work within their parameters. So I was like, you know, yeah. like if it doesn't, if it doesn't go that way, then it doesn't go that way. But I've been burnt out in enough things. And yeah. I'm such, I'm so ADD with my passions mm-hmm. and with everything, but like my ADD transforms into my passions as well. So I really was like, I don't, I need to do this time around. I need to follow my gut with all of the decisions that I'm making so that I can keep going with it. Like it's gotta be sustainable. Yeah, exactly. This is the second time we've just like literally got deep. What I know, is going to these deep convos? Happening. I love it. I know me too. Okay. Let's do, we'll do, let's do a fun wedding edition of this or that. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Wear white or color. I think you should wear white, but also find a time to wear color. The rule about where you wear white and where you wear color is, will you ever be able to wear this like fit in white again? Mm. So like you might like, it's a formality base. Yeah. When it comes to your gown, like if you're in love with a gown, that's color, you're in love with the gown, that's color. Yeah. But remember like in your wildest dreams, like you might go to a gala or you know, like something that's black tie or couture and you'll be able to wear a gown again, but will you be able to wear a white gown? Like how many events in your life are you going to be able to wear the formality of what your event is in white and then work backwards? Like there are enough events where you can wear white and color. It's just about distributing them. Mm -hmm. You can achieve all the vibes, but just make sure that the scenario you pick to achieve each vibe you want throughout your entire wedding process. It's like, that's the best scenario to achieve said vibe because you'll never be able to achieve. Like that's the only scenario you'll really be able to achieve that vibe in. Wow. Okay. Again, deep. What's happening? Does that make sense? No, it makes so much sense. It's so true because I know for me, I just didn't want to keep buying white dresses. So like I wore a suit. I got like this ASOS like sequence. It was white underneath, but like silver sequence from ASOS. And I wore that for my bridal shower. Yep. I love that. 
you know, I'd already worn white for the engagement party. So then for the rehearsal dinner, I wore black. It was like, I can't right. find these random white dresses. You can't. And like, I wanted to wear black for the engagement party. And the dress I ordered was in UK sizing. And I, mm. I mean, I knew the brand was UK, but I ordered it secondhand from somewhere like in the US that had the dress mm-hmm. and they listed it as a US size. And then it was still in the UK sizing. So it didn't fit. And then I was like, what do I do now? And then I ended up with something white. But that was like the jumpsuit look. And then exactly. I I was like, but I don't. And then on my bachelorette, I my main things were not white. I found like one white suit that was like super cool. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just want that in life. My rule yeah. was if if I'm looking at something that's white and I wouldn't just like want that in life, then it's not good enough to add to your wedding wardrobe. Oh, OK, that's true. I like that. So then I and that's where I went from there. And that was how I landed on the rehearsal dinner thing as well. I was like, if I'm going to spend this much money on something that is couture, then I'm going to wear the thing that like, if I had no rules, what is the thing that I would pick? Your brain. I love it. Hair up or down? I think that hair down is hard to manage. Like, and I, and I know I did it. I did it too. It's hard. It is thing back up in a ponytail at the end of the night. Yeah. Like I, I really the best thing I've seen is down for the ceremony and then put up. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I had done that honestly, because I spent all this time growing on my hair so that like <laughs> I could wear it down that I was so boxed. And I was like, there is no chance in hell. I don't wear it down. Yeah. Like not after I've spent years growing it out, like it's, it's going to be down. But in retrospect, I'm like, if I had switched to like a Haley Bieber bun after the ceremony, then I could have had, two different picture vibes Mm. and then I would have just sort of assigned which pictures I wanted based on the like for time of day based on the hairstyle I had at that time smart yeah I could have just achieved two different vibes you could have yeah you know you don't realize until like you're out of it you're like gosh darn it I could go back and like if only I could go back uh it's just that your hair does get get, like um like you don't like even if it's not in your way you don't like the pictures of your hair by the end of the night. Mm-mm. And that was more of my problem where I was like, my body looks good. I look like I'm such a fun time, but like my hair looks really bad. <laughs> I have a hair story for you, but for my wedding day, but I won't do that. I won't do that here. I want to know though. When, when we get off, I'll get, I'll give okay. you a little, oof, it wasn't okay. okay. Uh, ball gown or pantsuit? Oh, ball gown. Yeah. Your gowns. They're, they're, they're great pantsuits. They're great pantsuits, but they're events. That's where, I, like, you got to assign your vibe. Like, you have to say, what is the thing that this vibe, this scenario can achieve vibe wise that can't be, you know, somewhere like else? Like, if I so wasn't like, getting having a huge wedding and we were just doing the courthouse, I would 100% do a pantsuit. 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 How can you not? You're, at, you're in the courtroom, you wear a pantsuit. It just, you wear a pantsuit. That's the vibe. Um, okay, this was like a really big fight between me and my mom and this way. Okay. Designer shoes or comfortable shoes? Designer shoes. Oh, oh. I say designer shoes. It's just worth it. Like so you are my mother. No. Okay. I just like it wasn't nobody saw the shoes. I mean, the photos of the shoes are great. And like right, yeah, I yeah. have this one friend where I was like, she when I came out in my reception dress, people saw the shoes. And then she's like, Hell yeah, like you got on the Aminas, but I felt better about myself. Did you like, yeah, like I just felt so expensive. 
That's true. I know my mom was pushing me to do the Jimmy Choo's and I was so, I'm clumsy, clumsy, clumsy. I fall going up the stairs. So we found these like small, like low heel Kate Spade shoes. And I had, I think it was either 12 or 14 steps. I had to go down. And I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't See, take that But that's chance. a logistical thing. Like you have like, to it was know. More, and my mom was like, who cares? She was like, you'll be fine. You have your father. I said, he's clumsy. I was like, if I Oh yeah, no. I was like, no, I need to be, I said, I need to be firmly planted on the ground. Yeah. Like, if he's clumsy, that's a solid no. Cause yeah, John, I am, uh-uh. if you watch my videos closely, like I'm like, John is essentially whole, like John is so stiff so that like. I basically my feet are barely touching the ground because I am clumsy too. But it's hard. Too it's but people, no. The, the, I not. will say I do regret because I could have worn the. I could have worn the. It was like how you said with the dress, like the color. Those are shoes that I could have worn with different dresses or events. So okay, fine, whatever. Um, but all you can always take them off. It depends on the type of person that you are. Like if I don't care I, if I have to take my shoes off. See, I'm. A, I you can't. I you know why I don't take my shoes off because I can never get them back on. Oh yeah, like that's my feet true. swell. So once they're see, like, off, if I'm barefoot, I don't care. Yeah, but I think it comes down to like where you grew up. Like I grew up at the beach, so like it's being different. barefoot is completely acceptable. Like John and his wildest dreams would never go barefoot somewhere. Like we will never understand each other's perspective on this. So for me, when my feet started to hurt, I took my shoes off like an hour into the reception, and I my planner like kept running to me with her shoes to put on. <laughs> And I would put them on and I'd like look at my feet and be like, no, I don't want to wear these. I was like, these are not, no. And I would take them off and just like leave them there and walk away. And then she would like come back running to me with them like 30 minutes later to put them. And I was like, I want to like, I'm like need to announce it to everybody. I'm going to be putting the shoes on. We don't need to talk about it. Like, let's leave it. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, Okay. Classic makeup or dramatic. That's another thing where I'm like, you can achieve both. I think we'll do one classic and one dramatic between the rehearsal dinner and the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to match it to what your dress is, what like your looks uh, are. Yeah. You got to, it has to both. all come together. You're going to want You really both. don't want to look the same way your rehearsal dinner and your wedding day, because you want to like, look at those photos and feel like you're getting a different aesthetic and emotion looking mm-hmm. back. So switch it up but it's got to go with like it's got to go with the outfit yeah you can't just like put on like a sleek classy like yeah like dress and then just do a smoky eye it's just not right but like if you I mean I there's this one I don't know like this one wedding eye makeup look that every makeup artist does it's horrible I know what you're talking about (laughs) like it, it like it's like the test to like be a certified wedding makeup artist like mm-hmm. that's all they do and that does not look good on me at all so mm-hmm. I was like I can't I cannot have that but like if you do dramatic that I wouldn't recommend that like do something cool and unique yeah but if you have a really big dramatic gown I don't think it applies anymore that thing where it's like look like yourself like you're gonna look like yourself no matter what like yeah you don't want to go like do what matches the dress. It's yeah, you don't want to go too light look. where you look like how you do at the grocery store. Right. You can't do that. Uh, veil or no veil? I think veil. There's something bridal about it, but I don't think that you have to have the veil in every... 
to be really honest with you, if I had redone it, I wouldn't have worn the veil down the aisle. I just would have worn it for photos. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, same. My hair was supposed but to like, be up for the recept, I do for the um, ceremony, but it ended up being down. Yeah, um, it didn't, the veil didn't work with my hair down. So I literally was being pulled. Like Me too. It got pulled out of my hair. Yeah, I was walking. And then my dad was like, my photos walking? from the back, you can see the clip was like crooked. And I was like, how embarrassing. I was like, no one wanted to tell me. Literally after like we said I do and we jumped the broom, I go to like walk. It's the cutest video. My maid of honor has like, she, my mom taught her and showed her like how to lay it out. She laid it out and she like looks at it. She's so proud. And she's like, like walk oh she was standing on it wasn't she no no no. it was just so heavy because my hair was down it was supposed to be up it was supposed to be at a low ponytail yeah I went to walk and I was like so I literally (gasps) like I'm literally like this everyone's like help her help I'm like I got it I got it like you had to yank it and I literally had to like roll it on my hand and just walk and I was like take this thing out I had this whole vision where I like had this veil and like John like couldn't see my face and it was like so romantic but then my tool was too lightweight. Like I needed like a more opaque for that yeah. to sort of like be achieved. And I did mm-hmm. so much research on veil fabric. And I realized that I either needed a different veil for the ceremony to achieve that vibe. And then one for the pictures to achieve the picture vibe I wanted, which would have been fine. But like, then again, I was in this box. So I was like, you have one veil, but honestly, like, I should have had two different veils or just no veil for the ceremony. <laughs> It's just that two different bills. <laughs> I should have like, but like it's just not the same. Like there's this like emotional moment of walking down the aisle where it's like demure and like whatever, and then the yeah. photos you want to be like romantic and light. Exactly. No, it's yeah, just it's just not the same. It's not um, calm or bridezilla. I think that like be nice to people, but like bridezilla is a made up term by somebody that has never gotten married. Yeah. I have seen so many bridesmaids in real freaking life be like, they're being a bridezilla. And I'm like, after having getting married, I'm like, no, you're a bridesmaidzilla because you think somebody caring about their wedding, like somebody that's naturally go with the flow. Now, all of a sudden that they give a shit, they're a bridezilla. Uh-uh. Exactly. Yeah. There is yeah. really just no such There's thing. There's just no such like, thing. A- I'm also a Leo, just- so I'm on 10 yeah. every day. So I love that. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Virgo, so me too. I'm like, cross me, see what happens. Like, like this is no different than me back in grade school. Like, what do you mean? If I care, I care. Don't tell me I'm a bridezilla because I care. And I think it's toxic to tell people that because they should care. That whole thing of like, oh, like something will go wrong. Just like go with the flow. Uh Uh-uh. You, that is some, that is something you adopt three days out, two days out. Something will go wrong, but you've done everything you can do. Wash your hands and go be present in your wedding weekend, 100%. Do not tell you, don't let anybody tell you that throughout the planning process. Until you get two days out, you go hard on everything you do. Like, I got some crazy news the night before. Until this day, I do regret it. We were, I was having such a good time. We were at the rehearsal dinner and I got a text. It's about the hair story. And it just like kind of ruined my mood for the whole night. And like everyone was at the bonfire, like having a good time. And I really tried, like I went down and I tried, but like, I was like, Oh, like, I don't know what's going to, it was like something that could affect the wedding day. So I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. I literally went back to the room and we had made like all these snack bags and we just did like everything that like between 
me and Robbie's favorite. And it was a Rice Krispie treat in there. And I literally was just like in the bed eating it. And I was like, <laughs> my mom came in. She goes, are you okay? I said, I feel like there's fire everywhere all around everywhere. me. Yeah. She goes, it's going to be fine. She was like, it's going to be fine. She was like, just go to sleep. She's like, eat your Rice Krispie treat and go to sleep. Go to sleep. Goes, Where's Robbie? I said, he's down there. He's smoking cigars. Like, he doesn't He's having fun. Because <laughs> of freaking Caroline, I gave him those cigars. He doesn't care about <laughs> it. Was so, I was just like up there, like, just me and my Rice Krispie treat is all like, but it also was better for me to do that because I feel like when you are in a bad mood, I didn't yeah. want to just like be there in a bad mood. And then, you know, when people are like, are you okay? Are you, that makes it worse. So yeah, I was like, I did that Friday too. I'm a, I'm I nervous. remember I was like annoyed Friday of the wedding, but like none of my friends have been married. Like, it's just like, you don't know until you're in it. You don't know how to handle it. So like, I was annoyed. People just weren't getting it. Like, you know, like what needed to be done when everybody mm-hmm. says they're going to like chip in and help out. And then they don't, they don't, it's like in a normal situation, it's not that big of a deal, but when it's your wedding weekend, it's a huge deal. And then like, I was getting super like riled up by it. And I was like, my options are go like to my safe space with these three people and just like, be alone for a second mm-hmm. and, or go out and like be in a really bad mood. So I stayed inside while everybody was at the beach for a while. And I sat with my sister she's just like, just like, let it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're in a bad mood. If you go out there, like give it 30 minutes and other people are going to know you're in a bad mood. Exactly. And you don't want to be asked about it because you don't want to, con- if you don't want to confront the issue, then you don't want to be asked about it. No. 100%. And then I remember when I went out, so, like I did get asked and I was like grumpy about it. That would be probably when someone was like, she was being a bridezilla but I was super grumpy about it, but it was because I didn't want to talk about it. And I was like, I should have just stayed inside for a little bit longer. Sure. It was yeah, worse to, to be asked it. about it. It is. Um, okay. We are going to go into the questions. These are some, Yay. this is um, advice hour with Caroline. So okay. get excited people. All right. I have someone asking, what do you mm-hmm. wish you would have known when you were planning your wedding? What I wish I would have known. Um, I wish I would have known, like, it's just more like, first of all, I think I did a lot of research on the front end. So like, I, I can't really say that, but I knew I was going to, I think that everybody should do like a ton of research. I think that you should have like a two month research phase before you start to plan. Okay. Um, I think that that's helped me. Because when it came time, didn't make decisions and I knew what I wanted. Like time is not on your side when you plan a wedding. So you don't have to like be engaged to do the research. Like you having like this idea of what you want and already knowing what's out there and how much things are going to cost when it comes time to plan, it gives you some time back and it allows you to like, you know, put that time towards getting what you want. Cause you, now it's not like you have to decide your vibe at the same time that you're having to solidify it. Mm. But I also think like, I wish I would have known that I was going to fight with my mom. Like I really didn't know I was going to fight with my mom. Oh yeah. Don't be my mom. were like scrap it. Like, yeah, was, I didn't know. Don't like, realize that, that sucked. Yeah. It sucked. Like I didn't know we were going to fight. Like if I had known we were going to fight, 
I feel like I would have had some type of like last dinner with her, like before the wedding planning started, where it was like, we're going to fight. Like we're going to butt heads. Like we need a safe word. Yeah. Like we need like, like I did engage with John, like engaged dates where we like weren't allowed to talk about the wedding. And like, we just had to spend time together that like reminded us why we were getting married and like be present in that. And like, we did the same thing after every premarital counseling session and like that helped us. And I should have done that. That sounds so stupid, but no, I should have done sh- that with my mom too. Well, especially if you're like, you're planning it with your mom, which yeah. were you? Yeah, I would. I was too. Like, like my, it was just yeah. me and my mom. So I feel like you're spending so much time together planning something that is wedding like related. all wedding related. And as much as it's a big day for us, it is our wedding. Like it's, it's a big day for our moms just, too. And they're putting so much energy and time yeah. into it. And you just lose communication. And yeah. I didn't know that my mom and I are usually like on the same page about planning stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was shocked. I was actually shocked. It took, it took you by surprise. Um, someone said, give them some ideas for non chuggy 007 engagement party ideas. Oh, that's so fun though. <laughs> Wait, you definitely need to just hire like a dealer, like a, yeah. you've got to do like, people do that for weddings. So you just need to do it for like an engagement party. Like they have, um, a lot of like bars offer or not bars, but like bar services weirdly offer um like table dealing services as well but to have like games and then I just think that like you guys should do a cool photo shoot and get like the cards for the games like the playing cards Mm. like made but it's like your faces on them but like it's a cool 007 themed photo shoot with like your faces on them and then you just gotta do like super like martinis and manhattans like as the drinks, it's just going to be in the details. And I would do some like loungy vibe, bougie loungy vibe venue. Oh yeah. No, you have the, the venue will also do most of the work. Like I feel the like venue, if you, if, the venue does most of the work. Yeah. If you're going to pick, if all you have to do is pick the good vi- a venue for the yeah. vibe. And then yeah. it's just like you said, little details around that. It's, and it's details. Yeah. The thing with the theme is like, you don't want to do like, it's just subtle themes are the best executed themes mm-hmm. like set the stage like what were you what would you do if you had to like shoot a scene from 007 like you wouldn't have a freaking poster of James Bond in the corner <laughs> like like that's like the difference between like a theme and then like a James Bond party exactly no exactly two different things um yeah. Someone said, any advice on coming up with a budget and being diligent with spending? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The budget thing, the best thing to do with your budget is to work off of percentages. Mm. And the best thing to do first is the research, like making a budget when you haven't gotten quotes yet, like it will just stick it to you. Mm-hmm. get quotes before you're in, like before you do it like you don't have to wait until you're ready to book a, car- a caterer to get a quote like I 100 mm-hmm. got catering and bar quotes six months before I was even engaged yeah like, people would be like when is your wedding I'd be like oh no no idea mm-hmm. like like they would be like let's see if the date is available I'm like Mm-mm, don't have one like I just need to know what your quote is doesn't exist <laughs> doesn't exist you have to get quotes and then you have to see like 
there's always wiggle room. Like you just have to prioritize. You'll learn that, like you learn that so quickly when you're, when you're planning, but things just need to go off of a percentage. Like if venue is 10% of your budget, like whatever, like if catering, if catering is looking like the quotes are 15 to 20% of your budget, then make sure that, and then you go from there. Then there are things that are like more up to your discretion. How much are you spending on shoes? How much are you spending on gifts? Like how much are you spending on like, then you can cut mm-hmm. things out. Like it's just doing the research up front will help you stick to your budget later on. Yeah. Agree. And I would, I know this isn't like advice hour for me, but I will say, I think talking with, if it's your parent or your grand, whoever yeah. is paying, having that honest conversation, conversation, you could have a mindset of one thing. And like, that was the first thing I did with my mom. I was like, okay, before I even start, like, where, where am I? Just let me know yeah. where, I, where I am, because what's the point of getting excited and like, having all these yeah, that's how I was too and then the person like that is paying or people and they're just like no that's not it's not in the budget and then you know if like if that's something you really want then that's something you have to pay for yeah I did that too like I really couldn't tell you how much uh, I of my own money spent on that wedding and I and I really have no interest in finding out because I'm pretty sure I'd be <laughs> don't embarrassed myself yeah, no. I don't want to add it up like I just mm-hmm. I really couldn't tell you and I think time is the other thing yeah. If you want to stick to a budget, like I have had so many people be like, what, well, you know, like it's just, it's not that hard to plan a wedding in X amount of months. That's not the point. It's hard to plan a wedding in a certain budget and certain amount of months, because when you don't book people, you get stuck with the expensive vendors. Mm-hmm. And if you want to DIY, that takes time. Anything that is money oriented that saves you, it's a time game. Yeah. And it's not about oh, do this three months before the wedding or whatever, whatever. It's about, say you have 20 things that you want to save money on. Every single one of those processes takes your time. So like if something takes two weeks to do, now multiply that by 20. You need 20 weeks to save money on all of those things. Like the more time you have, the more money you can save. So true. That's really, that's a good one. Um, Okay. Speaking of money, let's just get all these money questions out the way. Um, Do you think all the money spent on a wedding is worth it in the long run since it's just one day? It depends on, it it just depends on who you are. Yeah. I was going to say it depends on the person. I feel like for me, like I would do it all over again. I would do that every summer. (laughs) I think, I think doing a week, we both did weekends. Mm. And I think that sometimes people don't do weekends because they feel bad about like the guests. But that's one of those things where you have to remember, like, it's just not about them. If they want to be there, they will be there. If it is worth it to them, it is worth it to them. Make it a weekend and mm-hmm. then make it an experience and they will love it. And they will remember it as like, sometimes you go to a wedding and it's one day and the guest doesn't even feel like it was worth it because it was maybe it like fell flat. Yeah. So the length of amount of time somebody has to travel for a wedding, I think isn't the issue. It's about the quality you know, of the experience. And that's not a money thing. That's a intentions and a detail oriented and a being a considerate planner or host yeah. type of thing. No agree. So I think it was worth it for me, but I think doing it in a weekend format it, it, it gives you more time. Yeah. It gives them more time. Even my mom to this day, she was like, I, she goes, I would have even done one more day. She was like yeah. that. My she, mom after me, she said, everyone has to do a three-day wedding weekend. Like it was the weirdest thing. She was like, the rule is everyone has to do a three-day wedding weekend. It's just, it's something. She was like, it was the best. 
It was the best. You get so you get time with people that you you will not get. And even also, I will say, even with those three days, there were still some people I didn't get to see, yeah. which is so crazy yeah. because it felt so like you crazy. had all the time in the world, but right. you really don't. Because one of those days, like if I think about it, the morning of the wedding, I was really in my room. I didn't really come down yes. for breakfast. Exactly. But then I I love that. I love that other people got time to see each other and hang out with each other. And because it was a weekend, like there had been so many, and we had so many wedding events. There had been so many introductions between our friends and families that everybody was already comfortable with each other. Like it wasn't awkward for anybody. And I, well, I hope not. And I think that weekend format to me, like I would do it over again, Mm -hmm. time and time again. Yeah, no, I, I, I stand by that. Any tips on, you kind of, we kind of talked about it earlier, um, tips on location and venue hunting. Start early. So venue hunt, <laughs> yeah, start early. I think that venue hunting has, is you have to have your like mock guest list first. Like you've got to know how many people you need your venue to hold. Otherwise it's kind of a waste of time um, to look for a venue. But I think that it just goes back to that same experience thing. And it goes back to what you want. Like Mm -hmm. one tip I have for venue hunting is try not to look exclusively at venues. Like you can remember, like my dad is in real estate. He always would say this, like everything's for sale. Like (laughs) you really have to have that mentality. Like everything is for sale. Like, please don't just be like venue in Atlanta, Georgia. Like, no, you need to scout. Like you need to be on your shit. Like every, remember that you can buy anything. Yeah, exactly. Everything has a price. And most of the time, a venue that already knows it's a wedding venue is going to be more expensive than the price to buy something. That's not typically a wedding venue because everything in the wedding industry is marked up. Marked up. That puts us into our next question. Okay. Yes. What does she, what do you not regret doing? But the second part of that question is are rentals for charger plates and linens worth it? Um, I regret not having a seating chart, but I should have been a suggested seating chart. I took like a different approach to my dinner hour and I didn't do a, I did an informal cocktail hour, but stations were already open. So like you could either engage and pass staps and pass champagne, or you could like immediately eat, but we like had it set up to the flow was super natural like you had the freedom to take the path you wanted whether you were like hungry or you were catching up with people or whatever it was but I didn't do a seating chart because of that and I should have done like suggested tables Mm -hmm. because people didn't know that they were allowed to sit anywhere they were worried like oh is this somebody's seat yes Mm -hmm. so instead of putting the time forward to like actually make a full seating chart though I should have just made something with like the layout and been like some format of like suggested like sit any or I, I could have just said family table family table family table friend table friend table friend table like mm-hmm. it could have been so easy mm-hmm. I just didn't know people needed that direction yes yeah you feel like sometimes you're like oh I'm like that too though sometimes I'm like oh people are smart like they'll figure it out they're not gonna figure right. it out right they, they have to be told what to do people do and then know. what was the second part of that question um rentals for chargers oh Plates yes, I and linens. So. I got into some fights with John about this. Mm. Like you, it's like the baseline's just simply not going to cut it. I'm sorry. You're paying too, like you're paying. It's already yeah. too expensive. 
and the baseline is some I get for like 99 cents at the dollar store it looks like I'm like so I'd rather pay a dollar extra on top of that to get something it doesn't need to be the highest of the line no but it does make a difference it does make a difference and I will say something that my mom did but also this is only like if it works for whoever is paying or that person my mom we have a big family so we have a lot of events like when we have Christmas, we're 30 people. So yeah, my mom ended up actually, the venue did want to charge us for chargers and it was astronomical. So my mom was like, oh, can I see your chargers? And she went online and she found them for like so yeah, much cheaper. And she just ordered them. My mom them. did that with the umbrellas at the um, she ordered, reception. She bought them oh, and then so put them smart. in the backyard. Smart. My mom did that too. They had, um, they hated my mom. They had- Oh, like, they hated, because it's, they're not, if if she was like more go with the flow, they would have made so much more money off. Of oh her. yeah, same, same. There were like yeah, my mom was like, I can buy them myself. My mom was like, oh, I can do that. There were like maybe like after the twelve steps, I walked down. It was like maybe like five or six like big space steps. And yes. because we were getting married at six, they put lanterns down. We did too. They put lanterns. Up. Yeah. My mom said, "How much for that?" They said, "I think they said either, but I can't remember if it was five hundred or eight hundred. My mom said, "No." My mom went out on the lanterns and we still have them. And she was like, you guys have a new house? Put them in your backyard. Yeah. The summer. We like, bought so much. And I, but you just have to be organized because I had a, I am like, would probably be worse, but like, I don't, John also is. So I don't think either of us care. We had notes, pages and pages and pages long of like every single item that had to be brought exactly where yep. it was boxed up, exactly where it was yes. labeled, exactly what corner of the house it was put in, who was to take it to the venue at what time on what day, what truck it was going on, what room it got placed on at the venue. Like we did a lot of stuff like that. Like that's the, the inconvenience to buying is, is that you're responsible for getting it uh, there and yeah, you don't want it to get forgotten. Mm-hmm. But if you're type A enough, then that's a pleasure. That's literally what we did. Me or and my nice. mom, my aunt and one of her friends, we drove up the Sunday before because they don't have weddings during the week. And we were yeah. going on Thursday. So we drove yeah. up Sunday night, everything. And then we took, I got married in Pennsylvania, but we live in Jersey. Okay. We took a big bus down. So when we took it back, we just put it all on the bottom of the bus. Exactly. There you go. That was it. You'll make it work. If you like, you will we, make it work. If you do also want to save in certain areas, I think that also is it linens and like chargers and things like that might buy be linen, that could be buying easy. linens yourself it does help you save yeah and if you're like my mom she'll just like resell it on facebook marketplace yeah and then the next part and then it's like you make your money back yeah i know a girl who made um like a um what is it like the greenery wall and then she yeah. like made it for her thing and then she's been like oh i'll rent it to you yes i know someone that did that too with a cross it's smart. And now they rent it out. Okay. Two more. I have more, but they're kind of all very similar. So, okay. Um, where are they? So many. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, someone said, is it weird that my reception party is eight months after my religious slash cultural marriage ceremonies? No, nothing's weird. Post COVID. That's another thing. It's like, you just, whatever yeah. works, works. Don't even waste time. Don't even waste time on what you think is weird. Like do what works and do what you want to do and don't explain it to anybody. Exactly. Um, and then this last one, I don't know this feeling, but I would die. What to do if you maybe have wedding dress regret? 
I do think that everybody gets it at some point, mm-hmm. but like some people just get way, way worse. Yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> I think that what happens is it just depends on like how serious it is. Like you just need to go back and try the dress on again. Yeah. That's all it is. So you got to go try it on again because either you will try it on again and you will know you don't really have regret. The mm-hmm. second option is you try it on and you still love the dress, but you realize that you also want something else. So then yeah. add in a look, adding in a look is, is easier than completely switching something out. Like, but if you go back and you try it on and you're like, I hate it. Honestly, though, you probably didn't love it the first time, but you let like your mom's opinion or somebody else's opinion really get to you. So true. And you, it slowly sank in with you. Mm. Like you tried to like outrun that feeling of like not getting the thing you really love. And if that's really the case, then you need to course correct that because you don't want to be thinking that on your wedding day. No, it'll ruin the day. It will ruin the day. Like, honestly, I remember having regret about my second dress and I was like, what if I can't get it made into what I want to get it made into? And then places started opening back up, like as COVID lightened up. And I was like, I could have just waited and then had all of these other options instead of, you know, getting what I could get and then making the dress I wanted out of it. And I was scared that like, I had already ordered it. I was like, do you not get your deposit back? If, Mm. if like, you know, the dress hasn't come in yet, like, can you cancel the order? But what I would say to somebody that if they really, really regret it is like, stop at nothing to try. Yeah. It might be scary, but it'll be worth it. Yeah, it'll be worth it in the end. Would would you rather like spend the money on a second dress or would you rather like hate your pictures, your debt? Like it's it's more to it than just like, oh, this a bad dress. Gonna make worst case scenario, sell it on still white. You cannot sell everything is for sale. Everything is for sale, my girl. (laughs) Caroline, thank you so much. You were amazing. This was so much fun. So much fun. And just tell everyone one where they can find you and just let us know what's next for Caroline because I will be keeping tabs. So you can find me at Caroline J. Crawford on TikTok and at Caroline.j.crawford on Instagram. And next this year, I'm hoping that I can launch my line in some capacity, but I'm just starting the process and figuring out exactly what I want it. I know what I want to do. I need Mm -hmm. to figure out exactly like how I want to get there and, and present it in the best way possible. So I'm hoping that that's coming in 2022. So we can be on the lookout for that. I'm going to speak it into the universe. It's happening. Thank you. Can't wait to see it. You were amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You were great.